0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardian's Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from the Guardian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona, where we head deeper into spring training, a week's worth of games in the books. And now we're starting to get into that pocket of spring training where your regulars in the starting rotation are getting their first appearances out of the way. We saw Gavin Williams throw on Thursday against the Angels over in Tempe and uh, Williams with two impressive innings. Shane Bieber will take the mound today. If you're listening to this on Saturday when it airs on the Guardians radio network, Bieber will face the Royals in a radio game at uh, 3.05 from right here in Goodyear. And then tomorrow, Sunday, Tanner Bybee makes his spring debut on the mound in game action. All of these guys, they've been throwing uh, live bullpen, some sim games, things like that to get ready, but uh, no need for game action just yet, but now they get into that here as we head into the second week of games here in the Cactus League. Coming up a little bit later on in our show today, we will hear from Guardians hitting coach Chris Valleca as he tries to help hitters unlock uh, a little bit more power and some of the things that they're doing to facilitate that. We will also visit with utility man David Fry, who really came on and provided some value a year ago at so many different positions, including on the mound with some impressive pitching performances. We will check in with one of the younger players on the roster, at least in spring training, trying to make this club as a potential power source in the outfield. That's Estevan Florial, who was acquired in an offseason deal with the New York Yankees. But first up on our show this week, it is Tristan McKenzie. McKenzie coming off a year where he spent most of the season on the injured list. He was progressing nicely in spring training, tracking as he normally would toward a spot in the starting rotation. But in his last start of the spring, uh, felt some soreness in his shoulder, so he was... uh, taken off the roster and spent the early portions of the season on the injured list and then when he came back just a couple of appearances and he had some elbow issues after that so in total a year ago McKenzie only four appearances for the Guardians and that was after a real breakthrough season in 2022 when he won 11 games as ERA was under three pitched 191 innings I mean he was a big key to the Guardians' success back in 2022 when they made the postseason. When we caught up with him earlier this spring, we asked him how things are going so far this spring and where he is in terms of his build-up toward the season.
0: I mean, it's it's I guess it's a little slower, but I think the goal uh, is to make it out of spring training uh, and make it to season. Uh, it's not necessarily a case of me making a team or me trying to come out here to prove something. It's more about me making sure that I'm healthy throughout the, the spring training process and being able to contribute to the team uh, during the games that mean something. And you
2: had a chance to get back on the big league mound at the end of last season. How did that help you with your
0: off-season programs, everything you're trying to do to get ready and be ready? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think being able to throw at the end of the year gave me a lot of clarity going into the off-season uh, it just eased my mind, one, knowing that I wasn't hurt or I could go into a rehab style of offseason uh, without feeling that I was doing a full rehab and coming back from an injury. I was able to go out there and pitch in games uh, and feel healthy uh, and then go into the off season and really just work on some strength things, work on some some mechanical things uh, just to be ready for right now and to be ready for season.
2: Anything different from what you normally do in the wintertime, or was it pretty much the
0: same that you're used to? Yeah, I mean, the offseason itself was uh, pretty similar to what I would normally do. I mean, there was a little bit more co- like back and forth in terms of contact uh, with the team about how I was feeling uh, and just what the offseason program looked like. Uh, but outside of that, it was very status quo. You mentioned some
2: mechanical adjustments, things that you might look at. Uh, what is it that you do look at in that situation?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think a big thing is in terms of arm health is being able to use your legs. Uh, so just kind of looking at my delivery and figuring out ways to maybe lessen the load on my shoulder and my elbow a little bit and, and driving some of that down the chain and maybe being able to pick that up with my legs a little bit. Uh, and I think my delivery is in a, in a really good spot. I think it was good before, but uh, you're always tweaking, you're always tinkering, trying to, to make it a little bit better, and it feels probably the best it's ever felt right now. Hard to do that when you're used to, to maybe doing it a different way? Maybe not a completely different way, but just some subtle adjustments? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's hard to make adjustments in your delivery when you're competing. Uh, Middle-of-season adjustments are, are hard because you're looking for results as well as uh, trying to get your work in. Uh, I think being able to kind of sit out uh, and then head into an off offseason uh, where we're able to kind of break down the mechanics a little bit and, and really get into the nitty-gritty of what we're doing on the mound. Uh, definitely helped me as opposed to trying to make mechanical adjustments in season. Uh, you get sore. There's there's different things.
2: Tristan McKenzie joining us as uh, the Guardians Open Spring Training. And uh, how different is it around here? Uh, first time in your career where there's a
0: new manager in Steven Vogt. And, and how has camp been? What have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the energy has been great uh, since, since day one for me. Uh, a lot of guys showed up early, which you don't necessarily see. I think you see a lot of guys. You may see half half the guys show up early, and then the other guys show up on report date. Uh, I think every player was out here before uh, the official report date, the eighteenth. Um, so that that was really good to see. Uh, I think voters been doing. Sorry, I think I think votes been doing a, a really good job uh, of just keeping the guys engaged. Uh, Uh, being able to interact with not just the veteran players but interact with some of the younger guys and make them feel involved. Uh, It feels like a very team effort. Uh, Sounds kind of cliche to say but we're definitely a a family now. It sounds like a common theme that for the
2: players who were here last year disappointment and and kind of just the season didn't go the way everyone wanted And, and what's that feeling coming in here when when you have a year like that?
0: Uh, I mean, I think a lot of the guys are coming in thinking the only way is up. Uh, I think a lot of guys were disappointed in, in how the season ended for us, uh, more just because they knew that we weren't playing our best baseball. Uh, and I think coming into the off season and then coming into spring training, guys are looking to put their best foot forward and, and really change that narrative from last year and, and really come out uh, with some new energy and, and really do well this year. You've been in the game a while. Uh, you like this time of year, spring training? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a different kind of energy around this time of year. Uh, as well as, like, the beginning of the season. I think everybody's kind of happy to go home at a certain point in the offseason, uh, but I think once January hits and, and you can smell baseball around the corner, there's, no, there's nothing like it.
2: By what a key it would be if Tristan McKenzie is uh, full-on ready to go and throwing well when the season begins for the starting rotation and the Guardians as a whole. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from young outfielder Estevan Florial. New to the organization this year, and we'll talk to him about that when we return after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Tristan McKenzie
1: has blanked Tampa on one hit, has struck out seven, and has walked one. The pitch a swing and a miss. Fastball in, 93 miles an hour, and McKenzie has really held his velo today. And we always talk so much about Tristan McKenzie working up at the top of the zone with a fastball that time he buried that fastball that had that running action in on the right handed hitter almost like a two seamer down the set now the O2 delivery curveball got him swinging so Margo strikes out and McKenzie strikes out the side Tom Seaver holds the major league record he struck out 10 Padres in a row in 1970. Now the payoff pitch. Strike three, call! Curveball, and a new club record. Eight consecutive strikeouts for Tristan McKenzie. A curveball got Jake Lamb looking. And Corey Kluber has been pushed out of the record books by the 23 year old right hander Tristan McKenzie who has struck out ten today, including the last eight White Sox. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together.
3: Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks like he's going to go with a five iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines off his putt. It's a freak they bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Touchdown, savings, birdie goal.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available h track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild
2: Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Guardians Spring Training Complex. Guardians getting ready to take on the Kansas City Royals on Saturday afternoon, a radio game that begins with a first pitch of 3:05. Shane Bieber making his debut on Saturday against Kansas City. Tanner Bybee will face the Giants tomorrow, also here in Goodyear. And another game that we'll have on the radio for you again with a 305 first pitch. A lot of battles in the outfield trying to make this ball club. Several young potential power bats, including Estevan Florial, new to the organization, acquired from the Yankees just before the new year in exchange for young pitcher Cody Morris. Florial has been in the Yankees organization since 2015 but he is still only 26 years of age. He's shown some power, especially in recent seasons, with more than 100 minor league home runs during his pro career in the Yankees system. He also has seen some sporadic time in the major leagues, but nothing to the extent where he could really get going at the major league level. Last year did damage a AAA Scranton-Wilkes-Barre with 28 home runs and 79 runs driven in. We had a chance to visit with Floreal earlier this spring, and he talked about how it's going, with a new and, and at times unfamiliar organization to him.
4: Um, it's it's fun. Um, I would say um, challenging because I mean you come here like um, with a lot of spe- expectation, and new people you have to meet. Um, but so far it's challenging. But at the end, um, overall, I mean the team have made it easy for me because uh, the transition have been like very smooth and. I really love it here so far.
2: You had a, a couple of opportunities the last several years at the big league level with the Yankees. When you heard of the trade, were you surprised? And, and if so, how come and, and what was your reaction? Um, I wasn't surprised
4: um, because, I mean, back then there was been uh, a lot of trade, I mean, in the off season, And I said, I mean, something's going to happen because so many off feel there's not a lot of opportunity like to be. I mean, just three can play or oh, winning in the bench. Um, there was like a bunch of them. And I said, I mean, something was going to happen, but um, when they call me, like they said, like, get trade. Oh, I mean, I look forward to, to like the opportunity to uh, the new chapter. Here we are.
2: Big power numbers a year ago. Um, what are you working on to, to try and make that last step and, and make it consistent to stay up here?
4: Um, I'm trying to stick with the same thing I did last year. So try to, um, I mean, have the same routine I had last year or just tweak a a couple of things to get better at it. But um, for me, it's kind of just to stick with the thing I did last year. Uh, I know there's a lot of things, like, I have to get better at yet, um, but mainly stay to it.
2: Did something click in for you that that was really successful that maybe was different from years past?
4: I would say yes. I would say, like, for me, I was trying to be like – uh, earlier than I uh, usually like uh, when I start hitting. Um, I just want it to be earlier and try to do less. So I try to just put the ball in play, and, and when we do that, a lot of things can happen.
2: How about defensively? Um, I know the manager, Stephen Vogt, has already mentioned a really good arm in the outfield. and uh, Is there a, a spot you prefer, be it a corner or in center?
4: Um, honestly, I mean, I have played more center field than anything. Um, if I had to choose one of them I would rather stay because I mean um, I like to be like in the center field but overall like I have played like right field and left field I feel comfortable with those positions too at the end it's kind of like try to help the team Um, try to it doesn't matter where they put your right left or center field like try to do your job and try to give the team the best chance you can to win a ball game
2: Uh, Born and raised in the Dominican Republic and yet your English as our listeners can clearly uh, understand it. it's, it's tremendous. Uh, tell us about that path. How did you learn it so well and, and how long did it take you to, to really feel comfortable with it?
4: I mean, uh, I keep uh, having a challenge with it yet because there's a lot of things I don't know yet. Uh, but uh, like I said, like, uh, I studied before I signed. When I came here to United States, I get better at it. But every day, like uh, I keep learning and I keep improving.
2: Do you try and, and talk with a lot of the, the English-speaking players, or does it matter if you're around uh, the Latin-speaking players more or, or less?
4: Um, I'll say, like, absolutely. I mean, at the end, I mean, most of the coaches speak English, so and you want to be able to even talk with the coaches or with the media too because, I mean, I'm not, I mean, if you, even in Spanish and English, but I, um, you're in the United States. At the end, you, you have to learn the language, um, and it's going to help you a lot. Uh, have
2: been helping me a lot. So, and your third language is Creole. Anybody on these teams speak that?
4: <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. I haven't found out. Uh, actually, it's the second one because I mean, I, I wouldn't say the second one because uh, Creole and the Spanish. I learned them um, at the same time. I would say, but if I would say the second one, I would say Creole. Yeah, but um, overall, I don't know if anyone here know. about
2: yeah. Hey, before we let you go, um, new team for you. Uh, what have you seen so far that has you excited that if you make this club, it could be a, a contending ball club in the division?
4: Uh, I mean, obviously, it's like, yeah, a young um, ball club. I mean, the talent is huge here. Um, I mean, they, they're hungry to, to win a ball game and to win a championship. To, um, you know, like, um, they want to win here. So everybody, um, everybody they, they bring is, like, for a, for a purpose. And it's, at the end, it's kind of like, they want us to, to be a complete um, ballpark, a uh, complete team, um, to go out there to win a ballgame. I feel like um, we have a, a lot of young talent here. Kind of like uh, have a, a good potential to win a, to win a championship.
2: And it's Esteban Floriel, and it'll be interesting to see how long a look Floriel gets, along with Jonathan Rodriguez and John Kenzie Noel, all outfielders, and also working out there is the rule five draft selection from the diamondbacks 20 year old davison de los santos he's also in that mix and again they all have that similar profile a lot of power some home run numbers in the minor leagues but also some strikeouts so uh, we'll see what the balance is and if any of them can crack the roster come opening day well we'll take a time out and when we come back we'll hear from hitting coach chris valeca that's next as we continue with guardians weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardian's radio network.
4: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds,
5: and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona, Guardian Spring Training as we welcome you back into Guardians Weekly prior to the Guardians game against the Kansas City Royals on this Saturday afternoon if you're tuned in on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. That's just one of the ways you can hear our show each week. You can also pick it up in podcast form. It usually hits later in the day on Saturday or Sunday, and that's wherever you download your favorite podcast. Well, Chris Foleka, is starting his third season as the Guardians hitting coach. The last two seasons, the Guardians have been one of the best contact hitting teams in all of baseball, as last year they struck out fewer times than any team in baseball. But the flip side was, power-wise, they hit the fewest home runs of any team in baseball. So they're they're trying to find that, that balance, that happy medium. And uh, when we caught up with Chris earlier this week, he talked about what they're trying to do to see if they can't unlock a little bit more power from some current members of the roster.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I think over the last couple of years, kind of the hallmark of our offense has been, you know, we're, we're tough to strike out. We have a contact focus, contact first type offense. I think going into the last two years, seeing the success that we had in 22, and then going to 23 with a very similar profile when we finish the year, I think it just exposed some of our margins that you know there there is a need for us to impact the ball a little bit more frequently. Um, you know, a pretty big difference winning 92 games to 70, 76, 78 games that we won. Um, so I think you know the big emphasis this year for, for us going into camp is looking to impact the ball, take more chances. We're going to challenge their timing a little bit more. We know we can always default back to contact, that we have to ramp up some of that intent. And if, if there is some concession and some, some swing and miss, we're okay living with that because we know we're not going to fall from the top to the bottom when it comes to making contact. Is that just the nature of this game? Even if
2: you have similar talent, you got to somehow figure out a way to stay ahead of it?
6: Yeah, you know, I I think that's the hallmark of of being a big leaguer. You know, you see these guys have have long-time careers. They might not have been the same player that they were, you know, when they were a rookie to when they, they finished their career as a veteran, but they found a way to evolve. They found a way to get better. They found a way to survive. So, you know, I wouldn't say we're changing, you know, too much. I think we're just trying to use the engines that we have you know I think our guys all belong in the big leagues now it's not the the happy to be here it's not the survival of last year it's these guys know what what to do they know what the big leagues look like so trying to unlock a little bit more of the potential that we know these guys have two
2: examples um, just players I've talked to and there's many others but um, Stephen Kwan, Will Brennan not necessarily home run hitters but could hit more home runs if their approach is is adjusted a little bit Um, What do you try and do with them that that helps them launch the ball a little bit more?
6: Yeah, you know, both of those guys um, went into the winter with some bat speed programs. Um, You know, not that they they didn't have enough, but we we felt like that was an area that both of them could improve in. Um, You know, so I think also being realistic with with those guys, it's not like we're going to see a Stephen Kwan or, or, or Will Brennan go from, you know, 10 home run to to 40 home runs I I think that's unrealistic and unfair to them but I do think that those guys can hit you know 10 to 15 and you know we add those to the rest of our lineup hitting in front of Hosey with with that the ability that that Hosey has Nails has Loriano hitting behind them that you know I think that just stretches out our lineup makes us a little bit you know potent when it comes to we turn the lineup over that straw can hurt you brendan can hurt you there's always somebody that can change a game throughout the lineup not just waiting for some of the the smaller pockets in our lineup Hitting coach chris Valleka joining us uh, your job's year-round now
2: i know you like to have a break i'm sure but um with miles straw uh explain that that personal touch that you have with him in the off season and and how deep that goes to yeah. to try and get him on a good path
6: yeah, yeah. So, so Miles, obviously, you know, having him the last two years. This year, he came to Columbus. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio now, and his wife, his little girl, they came to stay with us in in Columbus. We spent a couple days together. You know, not just hitting, but just, you know, being together, um, which I thought was really impactful. Just to hear him, hear where his head's at, you know, and and seeing him kind of run with the adjustments we've made. Um, you know, he he really took to heart when he went back to Florida. Got himself a personal trainer, came in 10 pounds heavier, just looks physical. I think he's hitting the ball a lot harder. So, you know, you, you see the confidence he has. And, you know, I think we're going to get the best version of Miles Straw than we've seen, you know, the last couple of years. These young guys, um,
2: you have some big men in camp who are, are trying to make that last step. Uh, John Kenzie Noel, Jonathan Rodriguez, um, some others too. Davison de los Santos over from Arizona. How do you work with, with guys who have the higher strikeout rates but a ton of power?
6: yeah you know I, I it's a balance you know I, I think everybody's going to have a different profile and we wouldn't be a very good team if we all had just contact or we all just had home runs and, and swing and miss I think you get you can get pitched to pretty easily like that um, so you know it, it's it's just talking to them it's it's being realistic with expectations it's knowing their profiles and, and embracing it that there might be some swing and miss but there's some change the game power in those bats as well so you know I think as we get into it, it, it's really leaning in with them, seeing which guys make us better when we leave here with the best 26 guys that we can bring to Cleveland, you know, and hopefully a couple of those guys are on it with us. Always nice to have one of the best hitters in the
2: game in Jose Ramirez. Having been around him closely now for a couple of seasons, what is it that makes him as good as he is?
6: I mean, he's just the ultimate professional. It, it's not about how you know we see him hitting his 30 home runs every year, driving in 100 runs. It's how he runs the bases. It's how he how he plays defense. It's his presence in the clubhouse. You know, he's a guy for us that you know we use as a as a player coach. You know, it, he can get a message across to these guys that you know we might not be able to say. He can say it in two words because it comes from one of the best players players in the league um you know for for Hosey it's funny you know you bring up guys evolving we're seeing Hosey hit more machines he's challenging himself just as much as we're challenging these younger guys so seeing him lean into the training you know I think he knows where he's at and you know he wants us to win he wants us to be great and if he can lead by example and now some of his his words you know I think we're going to be in a really special spot starting this season there's almost 90 players in camp I know they're not all hitters how do you keep them straight (laughs) there's a lot of guys, you know, I, that's part of the gig though. You know, you, you got to know, you got to have some background on these guys, especially when the minor league guys come over from camp and playing the games too. You know, you got to have some background. Um, not it's unfair to them for, for you not to know them, but you know, coach them, coach them hard. That's been a thing that that we've talked about this winter. We got to coach them hard. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, where we're at organizationally, we got to see who we have. We got a lot of We've got a lot of young guys on the roster. We got to see who's going to come and impact us. So, you know, we'll we'll see where we're at when we when we leave here at the end of March. But you know, I'm really excited to see you know what these guys can do. Chris, enjoy the spring. Thanks. You got it, Rosie. My pleasure. That's Chris Valleca, Guardians
2: hitting coach, talking about uh, some of the keys this season to producing some more runs. That's the bottom line, right? Well, no matter how you do it, you want to score as many runs as, as possible, and that's what Cleveland's trying to get done here in spring training see if those adjustments take hold and they can carry that through into the regular season well, we're starting to wind down on our show this week stay with us we'll hear from david fry when we come back utility man for the guardians that's coming your way next on the cleveland clinic guardians radio network at progressive we love sports
1: and saving you money so we bundled them together it's 40 love here in the third set
3: She's coming off the bench hot, looking for a quick knockdown. But wait, she's driving to the hoop. Oh, down goes the champ. Now that's another double fault. She'll be shooting too. The serve is up. And here comes the left hook. She's bundled her home and auto insurance with Progressive. Swish Ace Savings TKO.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Pitch. Fry
3: with a line drive to left. Rosario going back toward the line. He can't make the catch. Base hit. Game winner. In the scores, Rosario. David Fry being mobbed at second base. A walk off. Two out. RBI single to left
1: by David Fry. The pitch. Swing and a little blooper into center field charging hard as straw he'll make the catch tagging coming home Hilliard throw to the plate on the fly tag is made by a diving
3: fry they did it what a great throw by straw on the fly to the plate and a diving tag by catcher David Fry it doesn't get any better than that wow
1: Middle infielder's back, double play depth. Cornerman playing even with the bags. The pitch
3: swung on, hit pretty well. Deep left center on the run as Mullins is off the wall. Tying run scores in. Jimenez hitting third, Brennan. He's coming home. He'll score the game winner. A walk off, two run double off the face of the wall and left center by. David Fry, incredible.
2: Welcome back to Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Guardian Spring Training at the Goodyear Complex. And uh, we had a chance to visit with David Fry earlier this spring. Fry made a nice breakthrough, first time in the major leagues a season ago, appearing in 58 games for Cleveland. Had four homers, 15 runs driven in, playing a variety of positions, including First base, third base, the outfield, catcher, and he also saw two games on the mound. In fact, he had a four-inning relief outing in early September against the Twins. That was the longest by a Cleveland position player since 1936 and, and the longest appearance by a position player in the major leagues since 1988 when Jose Oquendo for the Cardinals pitched four innings against the Braves. And... That was quite a night for, for Fry, But at least this spring, they're starting him working behind the plate exclusively, trying to get him up to speed and become the best possible defensive catcher he can be. David Fry, a hard-nosed player who uh, really embraces that utility role. And last year, he was in major league camp for the first time, didn't make the club out of spring training, went to Columbus, swung the bat well, and then got that call up fairly early on. But he said, in terms of spring training, what a difference a year makes.
5: Yeah, last year being first big league camp, kind of first time around, big league coaches and some of the guys on the big league roster, um, just kind of trying to stay out of people's way. And then this year, getting to play with those guys and uh, being around the big league staff a little more, a little more comfortable, and um, definitely more relaxed feel this year.
2: And the time in the major leagues last year, what what did that say to you about your ability? and your status as someone who can play up here and have success up here
5: yeah obviously big leagues is something you kind of think about your entire life and you make it this big huge deal and you get there and you're like it's just baseball in a bigger stadium and and obviously guys are very very good at that level but um I feel like as I got more comfortable and just you know like hey I'm gonna have fun playing baseball I was like "I, I I can stick around here hopefully
2: you had a lot of good things happen to you too at, at the major league level a year ago. Is, is there any one of them that, that stands out of, of that most unique or most satisfying to you? I don't know. I wouldn't say there's one that was like way more satisfying than the other.
5: I was just really lucky enough to, I mean, that was kind of my role. I was coming in a late situation. So I got to like be in some really big spots so like plays at the plate and big at bats and stuff. So there, there was a whole lot of fun, fun stuff.
2: David Fry's joining us and we usually like to tag a position on there when we talk about players but uh, for you that's hard to do but in a good way and and as you head into camp this year versatility wise what are you going to focus on first and foremost as you get deeper into the spring
5: yeah focusing on the catching stuff the the spring training and kind of doing most of my work back there and then still continuing to try to get reps everywhere I've already had conversations with Hedgie he's talked to me about his ERA being better than mine so <laughs> maybe I need to work better on my pitching but uh
2: <laughs> hopefully we'll have to do that much yeah, and you look at that, and and he's as good as it gets in terms of, of a defensive catcher. And I know by some standards, you're still very young to the catching game. And and what what can you pick up from someone like that? Maybe even more so than from a coach because they're they're in there and and living it right now. Right. I mean,
5: so much. I mean, because he pretty much is a coach. I mean, he's he's so invested in the catching position that like every rep that every other catcher is getting in camp, he's staring at you and he's not critiquing you but he's wanting to make you the best player you can be and so the, already the conversations that we've had um about catching and calling a game and all
2: that's been so helpful and obviously the way he does it he does it at a very high level all right offseason preparation obviously everyone's trying to be in the best shape they can be coming into camp uh, but you had as unique an offseason as as you will ever have um being a dad for the first time um uh, for fans who, who may remember, it came at the end of last season. A, a daughter. Um, how is it going, and and how has that changed your life, perspective-wise, and everything else? Yeah, it's uh, it's
5: been going great. She's she's the best. She sleeps well, and uh, knock on wood, at least, and she she's just been a really good baby. And I'll say, off-season training, you know, you're trying to get your workouts in. Best workout you can do is just hold the baby for a couple hours in a row, and your arms
2: are shaking. That's for sure. Michael Brantley used to call it Daddy Strength, and uh, and there was something to that for sure. Uh, you're in a unique situation where you live down in Texas in the Dallas area. Uh, it sounds like it's a a great spot to be in the winter time for a lot of reasons. Explain that.
5: Yeah, so obviously, at least beginning of the off season, warmer weather, so you can get to do stuff outside, and just kind of where we live, it's just a huge hub for baseball players. That's where a lot of guys live, and Got to hit with Will Brennan in the offseason, uh, a bunch of other players, and uh, there's so many guys who can, who throw down there pretty much full full year-round. I um, have so many buddies around the league now that just text and say, hey, you need me to catch a bullpen and, and go just pretty much whenever.
2: And as you get here to camp, um, you look around that clubhouse, and certainly this team is looking to improve on a year ago. What are you seeing early on that, that has you excited about the season to come? Yeah, obviously it's still super early, guys. I, now we have everybody
5: officially in here, but just the, the energy and the atmosphere that we have in the clubhouse, I mean, it's just such a fun group to be around. And then just obviously from the catching side, getting the catcher his bullpen, I mean, it's amazing the depth and how good we are as a pitching staff. I mean, the there's a reason why we have so many one-run games. It's because our pitching staff keeps us in every single game, but, I mean, it just never stops. So our organization, they just do an amazing job of, acquiring good pitching and then developing like crazy and you just see some no-name guy that you've never heard of and he comes over to the field and you're like this guy throws 97-98 what a shocker like they 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 got something figured out over here with the pitching side
2: so everyone knows about Bieber, McKenzie, Gavin Williams, Tanner, Bybee all these guys I know I'm forgetting somebody but uh anybody maybe a name to keep an eye on that that we're not even thinking about that that you caught early on in the spring yeah there's a bunch um I, we
5: just added Kate Smith to the forty-man roster. He's been, he's come out here and looked really, really good. He's thrown really hard. He's got really good stuff. Gaddis, who's who's been up and down the last couple of years, he's come out and me and Hedgie were talking about him the other day during his bullpen. I mean, it's it's been lights out so far in the spring. He looks really good. Um, we got a bunch of guys. We signed Beedy, who just came over. I think he was in Korea, um, and he, he looks really good. He he made me look really bad in a bat about a week ago. But, yeah, no, we, we got a bunch of guys who will be really good.
2: So, uh, last question, how many gloves in your locker? Different gloves for the based on the positions you play. If you
5: include the backup gloves that I have at positions, it would be seven. Seven gloves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty. And they, they let you know before the day begins which one you might want to use that day? Yeah, they're like, hey, maybe we'll give you a heads-up today. <laughs> All right, David, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it.
2: That is David Fry, utility man for the Guardians, coming off a a real strong season a year ago, and again it'll it'll be a battle for him to to see where he fits on this year's club, depending on on what other things happen, but he's one of those players that I think every manager likes to have on his team because of the variety of positions that he can play and he usually puts together a really good at-bat when he has a chance to play and and even pinch hit in different scenarios. So, uh, great to visit with David, and Thanks so much for the time from Tristan McKenzie, Esteban Florial and Chris Valleca this week. Again, Baseball on the Radio on Saturday afternoon a 3:05 first pitch against the Royals, Shane Bieber making his first start of the spring, and more Baseball on the Radio as well on Sunday afternoon with the Giants coming over here to Goodyear to take on the Guardians, another 3:05 first pitch and again we'll have it for you on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network with Tanner Bybee on the mound making his first start of the spring as well in exhibition play for the guardians so until next week for brian Matze, who does great work to put together our show each week this is jim rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to guardians weekly on the cleveland clinic guardians radio network
1: Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.